Hey, uh, Jeff. How's it going, Josh? It's going pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I've been uh, looking forward to this podcast. Um, uh, this is what attempt number forty-five thousand hundred million. Pretty much, yeah. Attempt number forty-five hundred thousand million, because uh, that sounds legitimate. Yeah. Um, yeah. For us, just attempting to. Uh, I think it was what like two weeks ago we did the introduction to C.S. Lewis from the car. Yeah, and now we are finally getting down. I'm back in my home of San Diego. Everything is settled down. We got our podcasting equipment set up, and we're going to tackle the first section of book one of Mere Christianity, titled "The Law of Human Nature." And and I just want to say. Um, as a, uh, you know, as a, as a mea culpa, uh, as a, a, a sincere apology to anybody who listened to the introduction, um, because the audio quality was so terrible, we're actually, um, we're offering this, uh, episode of the podcast and the next episode of the podcast completely free. So. Yeah, absolutely free of charge. We will not be charging. So whatever, You've put in for donations, which we know you all have been donating. Thank you. Just kidding. No one's donated. Not um, a soul. Not a soul. You're um, all you're all going to hell. We, we, we know you're out there listening, though. We see the numbers ticking up. So uh, either you're a bot or you're a real person <laughs> and you don't want to legitimately send us money, which if that's the case, I personally can't blame you. I probably wouldn't have done it for myself either. Definitely um, not with that old audio quality either. Yeah, Whoa. no, no, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but Jeff and I are going to, um, we, so we have not actually openly discussed what we're going to be talking about today, just which is yet. always safe, which is always safe. And I find this really interesting because I, I believe I'm going to be coming out this with a completely different perspective, um, as Jeffrey. So, and, and personally, I think that I would like to have Jeff start us off okay. in discussing us. And the main reason for this is because I have a full expectation that you are that you're bought into this hook, line, and sinker. Um, okay. Well, first off, when you say it like that, I feel like you make me sound like a rube. Okay. <laughs> so this this is this is an educated. Now I have podcast. a question. When you say I'm making you sound like a rube, is that is that a Jewish term for like a Reuben or? Is that, no, it, uh, is that and, an anti-Semitic term you have going I mean, on there? I've I really mean, never heard rube. I've heard noob, but not rube. That that is that is a racist comment, sir. That to is call a, you that a is noob. A, that to, for you to ask for you to ask if it was racist. <laughs> that is, is a racist, racist question. <laughs> <laughs> says the president. Uh, sorry, the, I accidentally, <laughs> accidentally to, to the African American PBS <laughs> egg news reporter. That is a oh, racist question. Good. <sighs> Gracious. Wow. Yeah. Also, um, so I'll clarify a rube is an uneducated person. It R U B E. If you look it up in the dictionary, it's an actual word. I don't even think it's slang. What's, what is the origin of that? Like, where did that come from? Like what? Cause I can't imagine what, I'm sorry, we're deviating. Continue we on. Are. We'll talk about we'll, this later. We'll, we'll have to, we'll, you know, we'll dive into that, that later. We'll, we'll break down the, uh, <laughs> the, the origin of the word rube later. So, um, uh, yeah, but okay. So oh, obviously, oh, 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 I'm sorry, Jeff. I already Googled it. Okay. It comes from the late 19th century. It's an abbreviation of the given name Reuben, which by the way is, is a Jewish name. And it means a country bumpkin. 
Oh, Country Bumpkin. Are you sure it's an abbreviation? How That does not make any sense. Google came up and said that it's from the late 19th century, abbreviation of the given name Reuben. All right, listen. First off, you can't just trust the first thing that you read, especially not on Google. And second of all, uh, after we've done a full study of the word Rube, we'll come you back. You want the urban okay? dictionary we'll of come, it? We'll come back. We're, you're getting you're getting off track. Okay, you're you're believing fake news and um, and asking me racist questions. This is the Christian Free Thinkers Project, not uh, the Reluctant Commentator. All right, all right. Continue on. I'll just edit this all out. <laughs> I won't. I mean, I'd be kind of mad if you did, but <laughs> okay. So, uh, <clears throat> C.S. Lewis in this uh, in this first uh, what was originally a an uh, audio um, series on the BBC during World War II, he he gets into um, uh, what he calls what's he called the law of nature. Um, the law of human nature. Law of human nature. And I know that you think that I've bought into this hook, line, and sinker. Uh, I am pretty sold on this. Okay. Um, Thank but, you for admitting my point. I appreciate. Yes. It. Yeah. But but only I, I'm not completely sold on it, and and I am largely sold on it based upon. And having a really difficult time finding something to the contrary. I mean, I know uh, the the closest I can come is Emil Durkheim's uh, arguments about, um, you know, the the development of morality within societies. And Durkheim makes some good arguments, but they're essentially theories. Uh, and so, to me. You know, this is a theory, and and uh, Durkheim offers a theory, and that's that's really all you have. But I, I feel like Lewis so are, you, is, are you putting the quote unquote law of human nature, saying it's greater than the theory of societal um, ethics? So what I am saying is that um, Lewis calls it the law of human nature. And in, in his opinion, and we haven't really got into what that is, but basically what Lewis says is uh, he makes the case that you hear people arguing all the time, sometimes joking around like, uh, you know, everybody loves to call me an ass. I don't know why it's weird, um, huh. but <laughs> I know it's surprising, right? Um, uh, but, you know, sometimes much more serious, like, hey, you know, you guys cut in line or, hey... Uh, don't bully that person or um, hey don't shoot up the club um, it's not nice to kill people <clears throat> you know there's a whole range whole range of uh, things and Lewis's point is that even the person who tries to suggest that there is no inherent morality or an inherent moral code will immediately disprove themselves when you do something to them and then they're offended by it and annoyed with you. You know, you slap somebody in the face who tells you that there is no moral code, they're going to be pissed off. And it's not just that you hit them, it's that they feel wronged. And well, what is it that is driving this sense of wrong? And Lewis offers that it's, it's, something that is is uh, supernaturally built into us 
I think one of the strongest cases that he makes for that is that there's this this consistency, this cross-cultural, cross-societal consistency that, um, you know, with the exception of your handful of uh, tribes that, you know, engage in cannibalism and, and things like that, that there is a, a consistent attitude about right and wrong. I haven't been able to find a culture that encourages lying or that encourages selfishness. And, you know, I know Durkheim would argue, well, that's because this was all about finding, you know, the, 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 uh, evolutionary, uh, uh, genetic effect of our ancestors. And, uh, you can make that argument. However, to me, that's a theory and the consistency across the board is, uh, much more difficult to explain. And, um, you know, I, I feel like Lewis makes a compelling case. Hmm. See, now I, I, I have to disagree simply because I see him making a lot of assumptions in his argument. Um, for example, you know, the example you'd given is, you know, that, so his primary thesis is that this is something that is built into all humans, right? And right. it's just something that we just know. And his argument to that is that if you look across several uh, prominent uh, societies, you know, the, the Romans, the Babylonians, the, uh, the Chinese, the Greeks, um, that you see a sort of similar moral code or a similar set of laws, you know, societally, would, we would describe them, um, you know, similar set of expectations, you know, like it's bad to kill another person um, unless you have a good reason to, um, you know, which I find... Argue, like you know, the uh, the Aztecs. Right, exactly. The Aztecs, I mean, they believe that the uh, Oh, yeah, and, the and I noticed that he, he directly left out any sort of society that that had any sort of, like, human sacrifice. Um, Actually, he didn't. He really didn't. Oh, did, he didn't? Did no, the, no, did, he, he, does, he does basically say that there are... There are odd examples of societies where um, where there was essentially wickedness, right? He also makes the point that um, this the extent to which this code applies varies by by society. In some societies, it extends only as far as one's immediate family, whereas in other societies, it extends to strangers and and everybody. So when you apply that distinction, I think even the Aztecs probably had a sense of, uh, you know, there, there's, there's some extent, at, at least if you extend it to your, your children or your spouse or your, you know, siblings. I, um, I'm going to have to disagree with that, um, that premise. So, because I feel like he intentionally, uh, cherry picked very specific, um, like very specific, well, 
like very specific societies in order to match. Um, and the other point that I, that I want to make is that um, he talks about this as if um, this some sort of this shared morality is something that we all inherently know, right? The whole, the law of human nature. Um, but I can tell you as a parent, you know, my kids did not understand that they can't just walk up and take another kid's toy until I explain to them, you can't do that. And why did I explain that to them? I explained that to them not because, aka, it's wrong. I explained it to them because you're not going to have friends if you do that. Well, you're a Essentially, monster. Essentially, this is, it's not about <laughs> what's good and what's bad. It's about, more about how do we have a, a how do we agree to live together as an society, as a society. So I don't believe this as the law of human nature. Rather, I'd see this as our society has a shared set of expected morals, and that's something that we see reflected in our laws. Um, I don't believe that that's something that we see. And, and, and honestly, like a lot of the root of what he's using for his argument here um, actually comes out of the law, society, and, and uh, politics. I believe that that's a, if it's not Socratic, I believe it's a Plato work. Um, in which he actually had written about this sort of ethics. Like, this is kind of like the first written ethics piece regarding, or the first piece of philosophy and regarding kind of ethics and morality. And it really is, it talks about it from a societal and political perspective. And then when I researched on to, well, where's C.S. Lewis getting this, the law of human nature? Well, he's getting this out of one of the church fathers, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, who, you know, took, he did, he did a very Pauline thing of, hey, let's take this this well-known philosophical ethical work and let's Christianize it. And we're going to use this as a justification of of why, essentially, this is a, a way of justifying to say that every person is horrible, every person is bad, and this is why, and you're going to go to hell unless you in, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So um, I'm going to disagree with some parts of that. Um I would say uh, maybe you had to explain to your kids, hey, you can't just take toys away from other people. How, and they didn't get that at first, right? However, what if somebody had just walked up to them and ripped toys out of their hands? Would well, they have been like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. No, of course they wouldn't because they're 100% selfishly motivated. There's not a law of human nature that says we know what's right and what's wrong. We know what affects us and what doesn't affect us is what I'm trying to say. So let's say that... um, I'm okay with what... To me, the law of human nature really should be I am okay with what makes me feel good. And then our job as parents really is let's turn that into let's do what's good for society. Because that's how you be. That's how you become a member and a good functioning member of society. Otherwise, you are a quote unquote bad person, and you're breaking laws. So uh, I, I mean, I kind of fundamentally disagree with this on multiple levels. Um, your conclusion. Uh, so first, it was um, a pretty flat statement. So I don't know how you can disagree with that on multiple levels. Uh, well, it's you'll eventually get to that level of thinking. It, it's it's just, you know... Is, is this like 3D chess, the fictional this, game they played is, on Star Trek? This, this is. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's just... Is this another it, fictional it, it's argument? It's complex thinking. It's, it's uh, you know... 
Go, go ahead and do whatever mental gymnastics you need to do to justify your thinking process. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll just, I'll try to explain to you. So, I mean, I'll use, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to use monosyllabic words. Okay. I'll, you know, actually, we didn't I would be very rude. impressed with you. I want you to explain all of this in monosyllabic words. 100%. Go. <laughs> go. Crap. That's your challenge. If you, if you can do that, I will concede my point regardless, just because I will be amazed if you could do this all in monosyllabic words. I think that <laughs> this, this would be such a long episode <laughs> if I tried to do that. Just the pauses alone, the pregnant pauses alone where I'm, I'm going. Challenge okay. accepted. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, is, is think a right. monosyllabic word? <laughs> and, unfortunately, I don't know syllables, so I'm going to have to trust you on this one. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So. If your if your child had um, had witnessed somebody else have the toy ripped out of their hands, mm-hmm. at let's say uh, three, four, maybe four, right? Or at least at an age of maturity such that they interact with other people, might they get? defensive of that other person or might Um, they have got depends if they have a personal investment in that person it depends on if they consider that person to be a friend Uh, it also depends upon you know again it comes down to societal training of you know we we teach our kids you know we essentially like that goes back to much earlier in which I've taught them you know hey no we don't do this and so then when they see somebody else breaking those rules, their initial developmental instinct is to say, hey, we don't do this. Because they think they think in very childlike terms of black and white, right and wrong. They don't so they, have they this concept do of think thinking in, outside of that. Right. They, they certainly do think in, in concrete terms at those ages. Yeah. Especially at three and four, they're not going to have the concept of maybe that kid, maybe the kid who took it as it's actually his toy and he brought it, may have brought it in for the day and he's just recovering it. But to them, they're not going to go to that. They don't have the cognitive development to actually look at the scenario. So instead, they're going to they're going to pull into this C.S. Lewis level of thinking in which saying that's wrong. That's right. Like it's very, very black and white, which is unfortunately C.S. Lewis is arguing from the developmental standpoint of a three to four year old. I've just concluded. Continue. <laughs> uh, I think, I think that you are looking at this from a uh, a very jaded worldview. Uh, that's fine. And, no and one has are... ever accused me of having a jaded worldview. <laughs> I am not joking. Today, if anything, mean... I'm I'm rainbows and unicorns. As my wife is nodding in the background, she she acknowledges what I'm saying. Uh, are you sure that's a uh, that's a that's an up and down nod? Was was that was that an up and down? No, it was not the Indian head nod where it, she went in a circle. It was a nod, not a shake. That was racist. That, that was racist to say the Indian head nod. Yeah. I feel I, like I, it might have been. Okay, to anybody of Indian descent or not of Indian descent. I did not intend to be racist. I was trying to discuss something that I had heard other people discuss as it's a considered what I understood it to be was a commonly understood 
cultural societal norm i do not mean that as a race i do not mean that as indian people as a species i mean that indian as a oh they're a species now that's what i'm trying oh come on (laughs) come on let's not let's let's focus Uh, you know let's get um, back to your poor defense of the master c.s lewis you're in good shape here you're in good shape (laughs) no wonder you can't offer offer uh moral advice jeez of course I can. What type of moral <laughs> advice? Do you want spiritual? Do you want societal? Do you want... The question is, he's trying to use he's trying to use uh, a societal tactic and peg it as a spiritual one. I agree that there is a... Uh, which is... It's funny because we did not discuss this. Okay. Uh, that's not just something Josh says so that we can trick you. <laughs> we did not discuss this. But I did go straight to to Durkheim and, and social psychology um, because I also noticed that um, influence, right? I, I, I see what you're saying, Josh. However, um, the consistency, to me, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to... Uh, to look across so many different cultures and see, and it's not universal. There's not, uh, um, you know, in, in America, we value individualism, um, in most of the, and I would argue, unfortunately we do. I would argue you're probably wrong about that too. But anyway, in most of the Asian cultures, they, uh, they encourage, um, collective efforts. And what I would actually really genuinely argue is that to uh, to be wholly individualistic is detrimental and bad. To be purely part of the collective requires relinquishing your own uh, uh, cognitive autonomy. And so, anything in its in its pure form without any kind of balance to it is is probably going to have some kind of downside. But the point is, is that those are those are cultural norms, right? Um, but even your social psychologists w- will search and have searched for universal moral norms or universal moral values and try to peg down. Okay, what you know, what is the um, the testable uh, approach to this where we can say? This is how you can look at it across all societies. I can't find a society that says uh, lying is good. Uh, I've I've looked. I can't find one. I can't find a society that says selfishness is good. And you can say, have, well, have that's you, have because you ignored all of our politics for the last well, no, no, century. no, no, no. Okay, you're you're mistaking what is accepted with what is good what is accepted with what is uh, esteemed or valued or virtued. Right. That's I, I, a I make big no distinction. Mistake. You, you do. I, I challenge I, you. You do. I mean, you're 100 total. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I disagree, but uh, you know, that's just from my perspective. I don't mm. think that it's something that we can say uh, definitively. And that's also why if, you know, when I started looking into it, I see a lot of papers and people 
working on, you know, from from Oxford University and, uh, you know, NYU and and that major universities around the world, asking these questions and looking for for um, the explanations. You know the the hard part. I I feel that, but and it's completely impossible to discount probably either of our perspectives and i'm i'm going to be generous in saying that um ha. and specific specifically the the one of the reasons that i feel like the societal is a larger impact than than cs lewis and yourself want to take it granted for is that all of those studies are all in regards to people who all live in a currently functioning society, right? This and is, not necessarily, you know, no. So, so, so they take a what they call a non-functioning society. I, I would, I mean, I would expect them to. Well, so, so, okay, so you do not know is what you're trying to say because uh, now we have to start defining what is an, what is a what is a functioning, functioning or a non-functioning, non-functioning society. exactly. Yeah, so, no. Uh, so, by, by a functioning society, I mean. There's a government, there's laws, there is people who live within that those boundaries, and it has lasted for, you know, at least a century or more. Okay, yeah, so we are, we're talking about the same thing, and I, I, I did not have access to the, uh, um, you know, to the full uh, list of the documents and articles and research papers that I found, but... I certainly found papers that were um, examining uh, morals in uh, in non-functioning societies. So are you saying that you found papers, but they're papers that you have not read, but you believe that they have to have included this because they mm, you no, no, no. found no. them? What I, 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 I've had, I have access if you if you look and you search you'll you'll find that you at least have access to the abstracts right Correct. which is uh, just basically a a talking about like doing like an all ca- a world cat search or something like that that yeah, you just get yeah. access to basic general public without yeah. actually reading the With, full content yeah. of the no. articles and i would love to read the full content of the articles um but even T- if i had time to full go back access to university yeah, exactly. I actually would love to. I I wish I had done the uh, the work required to become a an academic instead of a lawyer. But you know, can't so, win them all. So, anyways, continuing on with my with my gracious assessment of both of our truths, um, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that and there goes the explicit check mark. Hey, look, that's fine. It can't. I, I feel like the Christian Free Thinkers Project should always have the explicit box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want the right people listening. You know. So what I mean? with that being said, you know, it typically these people that would, in order for there to be a functioning level of counselors and psychologists, there has to be a lot of structures in place in society in order for those people to exist. Right. There has to be schools. There has to be. Um, you know, there has to be official training. There has to be like a lot, like different certifications. There has to be a lot of things in place. In a word, in or- no. Okay. Well, no. how about you let me finish my my assessment? But you've already gone wrong. You know. All right. Go ahead. Fine. Go. 
Some, you know, some of my favorite psychologists are on Mars. <laughs> Wrong. You don't need a society on Mars to have psychologists. <laughs> Sorry. So there's all this other base work that has to be there in order to have people, right? I mean, so the, the closest thing that we have, at least in our modern culture, is to a person who's not a part of our society as I would call them like maybe like a full-blown prepper. They're a person who has intentionally isolated themselves. They've gone, you know, they will probably refuse to have internet. They've refused to have phones. They'll refuse to, um, you know, even deal in, some of them will even refuse to deal in money, right? So this is, I think that that would be an interesting scenario of saying, okay, what do I, what is this person even even if we're like don't want to talk about it at a societal level okay what if there's what if we do it at like a family structure level what does the family structure look like but it can't be like a person who i took my family and i removed them from society it has to be something where this is a group of people that a family that left society several you know like dozens or more years ago and so basically your theory is something that is almost entirely unprovable no, what I'm trying to say is that in order to discount, in order to remove society, you, there's no way to remove society from the equation. I mean... Essentially, I'm saying there's no way to effectively study these people and come up with a universal moral code without taking that into an account because it's prevalency. Okay, so... Um, uh, it, it would be like for, saying, wait, let's wait, see wait, what wait, happens wait, to wait, the no. humans when we take <laughs> oxygen out of the air, but <laughs> we can't take oxygen out of the air. You know, okay, well. okay, all right. Wait, okay. Sorry, um, and that was actually a bad example. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, um, no. But, but but to me, like society is pre- has a prevalency to oxygen, right? It's something that it's built into us. It's designed. You know, like I don't know. Like the majority of people on this earth would cease living if they didn't have a grocery store, or if for some reason their money stopped working and they couldn't go to a grocery store and start, you know, buy something. Like there's, I'm not um, sure how that pertains to the conversation, but again, the breakdown of society. If society were to break down, like, <sighs> okay, pe- people don't realize how much of a lifeblood it is inside of them. Is what I'm trying to say. I agree. We need grocery stores, um, but if I could. I would just... I'll put myself on mute and just scream at the microphone. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just going to make a few points, okay? Number one, um, uh, (laughs) I wonder if he's still screaming. Um, Okay, so just a few quick responses to that. Uh, Number one, it would be extremely difficult to figure out how we would behave if there was no society. I would argue it's Thank actually. You. I would actually argue it's, it's almost entirely impossible because even if you just break it down to the family unit, that's still a society. It's still a society. If you if you are finding a way to function and to to coexist, that's a society. However, I I'd offer two points to that. Number one, there's a reason that societies need to act in a certain way in order to thrive. Right. And I would argue that it is this natural human law. That is the reason it's, 
it's not just a selfish thing. It's not just I do this for you because of what I get for me. And that is why you can't examine this because we are collective, right? Even though we look for enemies, we look for the us versus them, okay? We we need a team. And to me, I see... I see more of God in that reality than I see the absence of God in that reality. Does that make any sense? Are are you saying that you see a little bit of God in me? No, I'm saying I see a little bit of God in us. In we. In we, we people. (laughs) Is this this America moment? No, no, it's not at all. I mean, you know, and and part of this comes from um uh again back to Durkheim, right? Um and his noting of the fact that uh when people gather together in, in religious uh services or um cultural services where there's music or drums or a collective uh Um, a collective experience, right? It has a, uh, it has a physiological effect. Afterwards, people are actually physically stronger. And Durkheim doesn't analyze it from the side of, is there God or isn't there God? I think that Durkheim probably was coming from the position of, there isn't a God, but I'm not positive. And I, I know that he was coming from a position of human evolution, right? And I'm not saying that I uh, do or don't believe in evolution. Um, what I'm saying is is that I, I see a significance in the fact that when we come together, there is a physiological effect. And for me... I'm not so willing to say, oh, that's just the, the, uh, you know, that's just the result of evolution. Uh, duh. Uh, I, I see more than that. Oh, see, I'm, I'm not coming from the argument of evolution. I'm coming at it from a argument of that as, as humans, you know, when we moved from a, from a, fa- from a, we lived as a family unit to we began to live as a as a tribal unit which is a kind of a larger version of a family unit and then and again not talking about evolution but talking about the changes in society as societies have grown and then a move into you know an actual town an actual city um an actual you know metropolitan over those steps we have you know we have learned that as a species that we are obviously better together than we are apart and I think and and then with that it came down to we have to figure out how do we how do we agree to live together because the rules uh, like you know how we live together as a family is completely different than how we live together as 
as a society at more of a societal level right you know if you know for example um it's not really cohesive to a society if you know somebody if if uh if you were to you know to if if somebody from a different family wanted to marry my daughter and they abducted her because they wanted to marry her and then i decided the biblical way the biblical way yeah. Okay. And then the the my response is to go and destroy everybody in that family. Well, that's not really conducive to the entire society, right? Because now, essentially, instead of going after the true individual that may have done wrong, um, or and by wrong, by mean by has done something that I has felt either harmed me or the people that I care about. So you're um, saying it may or may not be wrong. I'm saying that. That wrong is something that are terms that we have come to agree upon. Now, there's there's things that people have be, people can be personally wronged in which a person can be mm. harmed, or a person can have something that you know if something of theirs is taken away. This is what I call personal harm, and that person and we've come to describe that as being wronged. Is there such a thing though as wrong? Is it wrong I believe, to drive into someone with your car? I believe that our society tells us. So now the question is, what is was that person a serial murderer? Is it wrong for me to, if I see a serial rapist or a serial murderer who escape, is escaping from the police, is it wrong for me to, as I'm driving down the highway, pull off and, and slam into that person? Uh... See, this is now, where now, we, I didn't this say, is where is we it, get is into it illegal. This I'm is, asking, yeah, is see? it wrong? See, this Again, is the, the this moral is where law we, of our society says yes, it's never right to do that to a person unless you have a badge on you, then you can kill. Actually, that's you want. not true. That's a that is a a totally false statement. Well, that, that is the feeling of it. To, that is a feeling no, no, of a very al- large subset of people inside of our society, and by that I mean everybody who's not white. Your California's showing. Hang on there a second. I, on, slow, my, slow your you roll. You said my California's showing. Let me let me zip my. Slow pants your up. roll. Slow your roll. Yeah, I, I was gonna make a comment there, but it would not be. This is the. I know you would. <laughs> so any wait 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 wait. Uh, first so off, I just want to correct your. I, I just want to correct your misstatement there. Uh, you do have the right to kill people as a civilian under certain circumstances, a legally justified and valid right i'm saying that as an attorney and, and, and exactly and those are typically reserved in interesting places where someone's like you're on my property i'm going to shoot you now i i know that there's other things where your life is personally in danger and i understand that and but at the same time is do two wrongs make a right if somebody is trying to kill you are you allowed then to make a wrong to overcome their wrong um so you're, you feel you have good a because very, you've justified yourself, but what you about a, that person? You have a, you have a, I feel like you have a very confused position here. Uh, I feel like you have a difficulty in in seeing my truth through your truth. <laughs> I'm going to shove your friggin' truth. Anyway, okay. So, um, you, you believe your truth is so absolute you can't see others. You, you, you believe, look. I'm I'm going. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta mute my mic so I can scream. 
I can't wait till we get to uh, do right, this in back. person, by uh, the way. It'll be, it might actually lead to fisticuffs. It'll be, be violence. <laughs> like, what happened to you? You got blood all over you. Uh, Josh yeah. and I just did a podcast. Yeah. Josh and I just did a podcast, <laughs> and then we decided to take it, but to go out and play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> that would lead to Josh being all bloody, not Jeff. I mean, it, look, you got to level the playing field somehow. All right, so. I hope you like your knees. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not enough to stop him from going through teeth. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I I would say that there are some very easy answers and explanations to these questions that you've made overly difficult to your, for yourself. Uh, I I I believe that you're trying to make something more black and white than it than reality allows it to be. Uh, such I, as you know, vis a vis the Supreme Court in which we discussed, is this legally right? And you're like, well, technically, it doesn't matter even what the Constitution says. It matters what the Supreme Court decides, and they can change their mind on that at any time. No, that's true. So, well, at that point, you just all of a sudden allowed for this gray space because you've essentially said this black and white text, this law, is irrelevant. Well, it's not black and white. Thank you for proving my point, Jeff. No, so you're you're dealing with very different things, and I, I feel like no, you're, you're no, no. I'm I'm, I'm de- dealing with societal, um, with societal laws, aka ethics and morals. Actually, actually, societal laws are very different from ethics and morals. Uh, so let me let me make a, let me make it uh, understandable in a California way. Um, is it is it right? Can you use polysyllabic slaves? Words? Is it right to own slaves? I believe it is not. Wait, wait, wait. That would make it what? That's my truth. Really? That's what you want to go with? It is your truth. It's not a universal truth. Because I choose to believe that everybody has Ah, but it doesn't matter what you choose to believe. Well, you know, some it doesn't in, in lots of different countries. Or if I lived hundreds of years ago, it wouldn't have mattered what I believed on that either. Because slavery in america would have been a valid thing slavery in other countries is still a valid thing yes yes and that's a societal rule it but is. is it right that's what i'm asking you is it right that it the society if the society deems it right then it's right for that society no no that's called moral I, I relativism can disagree, but Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. That is that is specifically what moral no, no, relativism is. No, no, no. Is. Now, here's what I'm trying to say: is I can I can admit that the laws there, the laws in a different place, are completely different. Can I choose to disagree with them, and can I choose to fight against them? Absolutely, because. But why would you fight against them? Because I don't believe that they are correct. So they're not right, is what you're saying. I am saying that they are legal and I don't believe they should be. Which is because you believe they are in fact You need help? Is it stuck? The word no. it's not it's not coming out. I, I can I, help I, you. I can I'm help not, you. So Jeff, you just gotta form the word like it's the W silent. I know that's hard for you because you you anyway. Wrong. Say like you can say it with me. I'll say it together with you. Say I believe it's wrong. I believe Jeff, it's wrong sorry, to own Jeff. a person. Is it Jeff, right or wrong? We, we, we call that a Xerox. It's weird. It's weird. 
right, continue on with your with your your diatribe. Okay. Well, I was just asking you a really simple question. It, no. And and you got really stuck. I'm really surprised because you're, you're, you're asking me a, a leading question because you're trying to infer. You're trying to use something that is that <laughs> near and dear I to am, your heart. That is very dear to my heart. <laughs> and I I, mean, I think it's wrong, but at the same oh, but wait, at the what? same I'm time, sorry, but I'm I am sorry. not I, going I to. That. But I missed what? that. What you should. Would you say you think it's what? I think it's wrong, but at the same time, oh. I am a I am a production of what a production of the time frame and the society in which I've grown up in. And actually, that's completely not true, or not completely true. Let's go. That's not completely no, true. No, no. And the it reason is, yeah, it is one hundred percent completely wait, 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 true. And this no. is why this is why you're wrong. No, nope, I'm wrong. not making room for your truth now. This is why you're wrong. It's because. If you were completely a product of your society, then you would not be able to see room for change or wrongs within your society. You would only see that it was right because that's a society that you're from. Except that you do see wrongs. You do see things that need to be changed. Even though the society doesn't fully agree with you, you see things that are wrong and that wrongness didn't come from your society because your society doesn't all see it and at one point none of your society or almost none of your society saw it but you still knew it was wrong Mm, that's that's a big assumption that is a very 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 big assumption well the fact that there is change ever is a reflection of the fact that there were people who saw the wrong in the existing approach. People who saw it so clearly that they fought against society, were ostracized that, that, by that society, they, they were rejected by society, and then eventually things changed. our show on iTunes as it'll help others to find and join the conversation.